Oh, wow. Hey, it's your pal, Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood. Happy Tuesday or whenever you happen to watch this thing. You know, if you don't, I'm a comic and this week I played at a German club. And I must say, as a Jew, I was a little uncomfortable sitting in the library where they made the green room. Uh, and because I was looking around at one point and I was thinking to myself, what are these books bound with? Great grandma? <laughs> hey, let's start the show. You know, bam, and you say goddamn, sing along. This is a dope jam. Come on, I'm broad. I'm broad. I'm gonna shake a titty at you now. Yes, I'm broad. Said I'm broad. Said I hope we're having fun again now. And I'm diddling, diddling, diddling myself. And it feels so good always. Your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash burber. Oh yeah, what time is it? It's time for your favorite show in the universe. Get wood. <laughs> it's your pal Jess. Hi. Hello and welcome. Yes, I told my Aunt Vicky that joke about the library and the German uh, folk. And well, I did it on stage actually at the German club when I first arrived upon their stage and I gave them that so that they would know where I stood in terms of who I was and what I was representing. Oh, just a bunch of crazy ass humor that we need to laugh about some things. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Oh, my goodness, what a crew. Look at you, you cute ass out there. <laughs> I just had a choking. I just had a choking. Everyone stand by. This may turn into a true crime podcast, even if I don't want it to. Oh, good God. Well, I'd get some more listeners if I died on the, <laughs> if I die on the show. I would get a lot of listeners. They'd be like, oh, my God. Did you hear Getwood? It's like the best true crime podcast because she literally dies on it. <laughs> oh, joyous, joyous laughter. Does anyone remember laughter? Hey, I wanted to wish everyone out there and in here and over there a happy day late and Indigenous Day. That's right, Indigenous Peoples Day was yesterday, and uh, I just want to acknowledge it. Of course, being in the state of New Mexico, it's every day is Indigenous Peoples Day. And also, I think being in this fucking country, if we were really to be honest about it, mm, every day. Indigenous People's Day. Also, you know that movie Poltergeist? I know I'm dating myself, but I'm wearing a turtleneck, so you can't tell. Uh, I remember in Poltergeist, they said uh, the house is haunted because it's built on an Indian burial ground. Well, guess what? America with cake, America, cake, cake, you are haunted because you're fucking built on an Indian burial ground. Okay, we don't, we don't say Indian anymore. It's not correct. Uh, so I always felt like, yeah, fucking haunted as fuck, this whole nation possessed as it should be <laughs> too bad. It's, it's affecting the white people so harshly. <laughs> and you know what I mean by harshly? Why is it making them so horrible? <laughs> These spirits are haunting the fuck out of the whites and it's just gone badly for us. Oh boy, are we a wreck? We're a mess. What a mess. What a mess. Um, I 
was very distracted last week. I just must go back for a second to go to last week's show. And uh, for those of you who watched or, or listened, thank you so much. And I do appreciate you. So I know I talk about it a lot, but I, I am really grateful. I, and I don't have any shame talking about how grateful I am because you know what? I thought I'd be dead by like 19. So hi, <laughs> who's a grateful living lady, a witchy poo. Anyway, before I move on uh, to my, you know, in my distracted way, before I move on to my next to my next issue, my next episode, I'd like to just talk a little bit more about the Indigenous Peoples Day uh, in a way of respect and love. Of course, there. What else could I fucking be possibly throwing out there? It's my goodness, we've done such damage. And as the, a woman who looks like how she looks, people don't know who I am. They don't, you know, I get it. People are judgy and I, I understand. So am I, so am I, uh, to the whites, to the whites. And, uh, but I just wanted to say that I was having some sniffles. I was feeling a little head coldish. No, don't worry, I don't got the Rona. Um, but I was feeling a little head coldish yesterday. And I thought to myself, you know what, Jessica? Don't be a fucking colonizer and go out and get people sick. You know what I'm saying? So I decided as a as an ally, I'm going to stay home so everyone can stay healthy. You know what I mean? Why should I go spread my fucking colonizer germs all over everyone? Although, as a Jew, did I colonize? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time. I don't know. As Jews on welfare, it's a it's a true story and it's a and it's an honest uh, question. If you're a Jew and you come from, uh, your people come from the East Coast, and before that they come from the European areas where they were getting murdered, are you a part of this, Americans? I, it's a true question. Because, uh, you know, of course my Jewish uh, people are like, of course not. Don't ever equate yourself to these fucking horrible white people. <laughs> and I go, yeah, but I look, yeah. You know, as my mom said my whole life, oh, God, Jesse, white people? Ugh. And I, you mean like us, mom? Um, so anyhow, God bless. I stayed in. Nobody should have to get my sniffles. <laughs> I'm being aware. I'm being, all we have to fucking be is a little bit aware and a little bit compassionate. And the fucking world would be so much better off right now. I'm not going to preach to you. All right, so last week I was very distracted when I started my show. And I don't think I told you. I don't think I took the moment or two to tell you lovers why I was so distracted and now I'm going to take that moment. Okay, two reasons. One, I had a very, very big, and it's gonna sound like a hashtag humble brag. I had a big old audition, acting audition, and I, now here's not the brag, ready? I had to play uh, Alice Cassidy, a woman, a dowdy, a dowdy woman, uh, in her 50s, Butch Cassidy's mother, uh, Butch Cassidy's adopted mother. And then she's a, she's a hardworking gal. She works on her ranch. She owns a few horses. She grows a lot of corn. You know, like this is, the, this is who I was supposed to be. And five pages of fucking dialogue. Okay, so to you and me, right now and here and now, if we were to be present, which we, I hope we're practicing, how are your toes? Are you feeling your toes right now? Feel them! Uh, okay, let's talk about it. I pulled all my hair back. Not, not a stitch of makeup on your pal here. And I went for a, a very close-up 
uh, situation. I didn't giggle a lot because, you know, don't want, Alice Cassidy may not have a jewel in her tooth, but Jess Wood does. But acting! Uh, oh, who wanted titties last week? Hello, hello, this is the, that's the gratuitous titty shot of the show. Because you know why? I have certain, certain fans deserve their requests to be, I don't know what is. Anyway, five pages of fucking dialogue for Alice Cassidy. Me and Alice Cassidy doing our pages. And then, uh, and then right after I sent all the, because it was all due before, the uh, show came out, and I was like, "Fuck! I gotta, I gotta record this by myself. I gotta set up a little, sh- little studio in my in my living room, record the little audition thingy, and then uh, send it in to the people. And then, uh, and then maintenance showed up. My maintenance guy, and I love my maintenance guy. You know, I love every maintenance guy. The fucking guys, oh, I fucking love them. I actually had a, I used to have a blues song about the plumber man, plumber man, plumber man." Please come clear my drain. That's right. Because all this clogging in my pipes, daddy, going to drive me insane. Yeah, that's right. Uh, He takes his plunger out. He handles it with care. Leans over the toilet. I can see he's got no underwear. Oh, plumber man, plumber man. See, I'm I'm a very creative uh, woman. Uh, Please come clear my drain. Now, you don't know how real that song is to me at this moment. <clears throat> so the maintenance man came. He had to change the light bulbs in my bedroom. I know. The ceiling lamp had gone out. Just pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, I didn't get no relief in this. No, because you know why? Because it was a fucking, he had never seen, He okay. Climbed on his little ladder. <laughs> he climbed on his little ladder right up my bedpost. No, <laughs> maintenance man, maintenance man, come and change my bulb. Because all this wanting in my life, maybe it's going to make me shave my pussy bald. No, that doesn't make any sense. Bulb and bald don't rhyme. But, you know, and I also don't shave my pussy bald because that's what I call the amber alert look. And nobody, I mean nobody, should have to do that. Okay, so maintenance guy came in and he climbed his little ladder and he went up to my bulbs <laughs> and he and he removed the cover of the of the ceiling light thingy fixture, you know, fuck fuck vocabulary. And he was like, whoa, and glass just flew out from every, and, and he's like, you better be careful, and you got a vacuum, and meanwhile, my, my bed is open, like, I hadn't, you know, I'm trying not to make my bed these days, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm, like, so OCD that it makes me, it hurts, you know, so I'm like, you know what, Miss OCD, why don't you take a fucking break for a couple of weeks, and don't make that bed, uh, I decided that day when the fucking glass from the bulb broke that I wasn't going and he's like, careful, it's going to be, ah, and then he held the glass, he held the bulbs and he looked at it and he said, I've never seen this in my life. He said the whole thing blew up from the inside and I had to hold my tongue so hard. You got, you know what, you know what I wanted to say? That's cause it's so hot in here, poppy. That's cause it's fucking fire in here, papa. That's what I wanted to say to him. I just wanted him to like grab me and like push me down like a um 
what is it? Uh, Harlequin romance. Yes. Although I never did uh, care for the Harlequin romance. I was more of a Jackie Collins type of gal. And if you listen, you can reference back to a few episodes back where I talk about her and the legend that the bitch is. So anyhow, I'm having these fantasies in my brain in the bedroom <laughs> about the maintenance guy. Meanwhile, he's like, I've never seen a fucking thing that broke like this. And I'm thinking to myself, don't say it, Jessica, don't say it. It's because it's so hot in here, Papa. All right, I had to really, really <clears throat> hold my shit together. And, uh, and then he changed everything. And then he left. But then it was like two minutes to showtime. And a bitch was riled you know what i mean i was like ah. i had the i had the, the alice cassidy which you know butch don't think that that old railroad man ain't gonna remember you you know and then i had to go maintenance and fucking it's hot in here and then uh i had to um get, come and see you and that <laughs> and you know you are a priority to me we or, uh, uh, how do you say, um, connected, like, karmically, like, in the world, like, we're, like, karmically connected? Yes! Like, oh, it's crazy! I feel it. I feel it, like, deep in my soul. I don't know what accent that is. I'm terribly sorry. Maybe sweet. <laughs> okay. Palm Springs. So last week, I was so overwhelmed with everything that was happening. I didn't get to uh, tell you really about my Palm Springs adventure. Now, my favorite thing about Palm Springs is I get to visit my friend D. He has this big old house, big old pool, big old hot spring. He doesn't give a fuck. You go and be in the pool. You go and be in the sun. Jessica, it's your house too. Mi casa, su casa, mi ba. Adios. Ah, ah, and so I just got there. I packed two bathing suits. I make sure I have plenty of room in my lungs for bong hits. That's right, fish. A bong hit and a poolside sit with a book, a book, a book, a book, book. What? <laughs> yes, I read. You knew I read. I just don't love vocabulary. Uh, so Palm Springs, great time. Pool, very blessed very grateful like how who is this this world is insane i'm so fucking lucky so i hi mal oh hi mal what up in san fran um so uh but but here's the thing that really got me in palm springs now if you remember if you recall i have been a million times my friend d he's got his house open to me all the time i was taking care of the dogs i could take care of the house whatever i'm in palm springs now, I one time had his car years ago, maybe four, four years ago. I had his car and I was driving around Palm Springs. I don't know what I was trying to do. Maybe go be- get a pack of cigarettes. You know your friend Jessica, she's a fucking So I got lost. Because you know your friend Jessica, she's a fucking So I was lost and all of a sudden I come upon a 20, I don't know how many feet it was, like two story size foot blue robot like jutting out of the sidewalk in the middle of this fucking block and i'm like what the fuck is this and i'm all you know your friend just (laughs) so i get out of the car and i'm like a fucking schoolgirl. ah what is this oh my god and there's all this art everywhere it's just art 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 and it's the craziest art like how i love art like baby heads 
Santa Claus. But Santa Claus, in a way, maybe you never seen this kind of Santa Claus. Santa Claus maybe as a daddy. I seen a Santa Claus, he was a daddy. And I was like, oh my God, Santa, I never seen you so cute like this. Very pumped up, no belly. It was Santa like in shape, Santa. And so, and, and also like dinosaurs and robots and, and mannequin bodies with like antler heads. I mean, it's fucking crazy. So I'm looking over the, over the gate and I'm like, what is this? Meanwhile, there's classical music playing in the back. And I'm like, this fucking shit is crap. What in the fuck? And so for years I've been looking online. I found it, but it's never been open. Oh, there are the children. The children are out to play now. Children have come out to play. Every time I get a little angry at the children, I go, Jessica, why don't you go fucking play? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Projecting your negativity onto the kids. That's not very nice. And it's very much like your mom. <laughs> Break the cycles. Anyhow, it's called Robo Lights Palm Springs. We finally were able to get inside this time. Oh my God. And not only were we able to get inside, you guys, but we were able, or sorry, gals, witches, humans, people who eat people. We were able to gain entry. Well, we made a reservation, or we thought we did, actually. <laughs> and the artist, the artist, yes, for those of you on audio only, I'm moving back and forth because I'm so excited to tell you. The artist, Kenny, Kenny, that's right, shirtless, beard down to his belly. Oh, Kenny, he made all the art. It was two miles of art. And he had started when he was nine years old and he was raised on the property. There's a house on the fucking property that he was raised in that he, his family, obviously there was some money in there, a couple, couple acres in Palm Springs. And... O-M, mother fucking G, slow it down, Jessica, I get very excited. Uh, uh, he, okay, he had on a gas mask when he met up with us. It was all outside, it's all outside, but he had on a, ga- he had on a very intense uh, situation. And he was like, well, what, you can meet me at the yellow house in one hour. You know, we're like, the yellow house? And then you, and then you went through this, two mile when i say when i tell you that you couldn't you couldn't even look on one little square inch without seeing 17 different things going on on that square inch i'm not even making this up it it is the most fascinating We, it, so I was with a few other girls and we were walking around. There was a pond in the middle that had a couple of boats in it. One boat was bright pink with two bright pink mannequins in it. Like, ah, like just, you know, looking into the distance. Oh my shit. Then the other boat, which is a tin, like, you know, kind of fishing boat and a man mannequin with like a full fisherman outfit on, like a JC Penny fisherman outfit from a mannequin guy just put there was fishing. But behind him, a full werewolf, a full fucking werewolf. Okay, I can't even explain. <laughs> 
Look at how excited I get. Because look, listen, let's give it up for my friend Melissa. Shout out to Melissa M for giving me this beautiful, oh my God, she made this necklace for me. I sent her all these goddamn charms and I said, girl, can you help a bitch out and make this one big charm necklace? And she did. Okay, I just had to point that out. Oh my God. Oh, and the earrings are by All Chola, allchola.com. Amazing local ladies, uh, lady artists here. Oh, okay. So if you're ever in Palm Springs, if you're ever in need of a little couple hour getaway from Los Angeles, if you're in Los Angeles and you can get to Palm Springs easy, couple hour getaway, go to this. It's for, it's donation only also. So it's donations. You get to talk to Kenny afterwards about his art. And we all, I mean, I was freaking out. Like I was so, and he, something was Kenny was different, you know? I mean, I know I'm different, but Kenny was different. Like, he was like, no, I get my, no. So I said to him, because he had, at the end, he showed us all this resin, like stuff with resin art that he had made that we could buy. And not just the robots and the baby heads and the dinosaurs and the people with the antlers. Like, there was one thing that looked like human centipede with, you know, mannequins, human centipede. You know what that is. I don't want to have to explain it to you. Uh, But it all had baby heads on it. Baby head human centipede. So we were like, ooh, B-H-H-C and the B-H-H-C in this hair. So then there was an area where there was like a little pink temple and it was a little pink temple and it was real pink and it was real temple And then as you went to go into the altar, there were cats everywhere. And I mean live cats, feral cats, just six, seven, eight of them. I don't fucking know, but they all stopped at one point and then they all fucking started to walk around. Ha! This is how when I start to sound like the children next door. Yeah! But in fear, curiosity, excitement. So we talked to Kenny afterwards, and I'm asking all these questions. I'm like, Kenny, Kenny, did you get some inspiration for your resin art from Mexico? I've seen a lot of Mexican, old Mexican artifacts, or not artifacts, but art that is like, uh, say, a, a statue of the Guadalupe, but inside there's oil and 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 feathers and, and, and botanica-like things to make like a prayer statue. And I said, and a lot of your stuff really resembles that. Did you get your inspiration from there by any chance? And, he goes, <laughs> and it was the big No, I did not. I do not get any inspiration from anyone. It is all my own <laughs> ideas and thoughts. And we were like, oh my God. And I'm talking about robots built like the arm is made out of like 17 fake guns. And the other arm is made out of a lady mannequin. This shit is fucking crazy, is what I'm saying. If you didn't already get it, you did. So anyway, go to go to Robo Robo Lights. Make sure you talk to Kenny afterwards. And now, anytime like I wander in, like yesterday, I was at the 99 cent store and I saw a big thing of like all these babies together in this box, and I was like, Kenny, you know, I just think of Kenny a lot, fondly, of course, fondly, of course. Oh, Baron, <laughs> hi, Baron. So. Okay, I have a couple things that I have to get to that I really feel like are so important. Okay, first off, uh, I read something that D.L. Hughley said this week that I thought was really powerful. Uh, take them or leave them if you like them. I, I really enjoy the, the gentleman. Uh, he said when he was asked, would you still listen to Michael Jackson and R. Kelly music or sing along or dance to the, you know, I'm paraphrasing obviously. And he said, yes. And they said, yes. 
even after all the things that you know that they've done? And he said, yeah, people still do the pledge. <laughs> I'm going to fuck it all up. People still say the Pledge of Allegiance and look at what that's done. That's the, you know, I'm fucking up, but you know what I mean? People still say the Pledge of Allegiance and we know what America's done. Hello. Call back to the beginning of the show. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, also, I know I'd be remiss to not speak on Chappelle's special. I know everybody is like, ah, it's so inflammatory. Okay, I'm going to speak on it as a comedian. And that's really all. Because as a comedian, I was disappointed because I really, if it's his last special, I really want him to fucking hit it out of the park, you know? Give me some really good jokes. Give me some really thoughtful things. And this was like, eh, it felt like he was like a TED Talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, where's all the, remember the jokes that you used to do? Remember? And I know, I know it's hard to, um, it's hard to compare people's uh, work to their early work, earlier work. It's very hard to compare. But you know, we used to look, I think, and I'll say we, because I think we all used to, uh, if you like Chappelle, I think we, we looked to him early on in his career to speak truths, to tell some, to talk about some stuff that was uncomfortable to talk about. Uh, but now I feel like a lot of celebrities, unfortunately, when they, uh, gain, you know, a bit of wealth and they get a little less in touch with what's the reality of things. And, uh, you know, like my friend Joey Gay, shout out to Joseph, he, a fabulous comedian in New York. He once said to me, uh, hey, you know, Toots, you can't write blues from a mansion. And that has never left me. And I really think there's something to it. Not that I'd like to struggle my whole life. Please let me help. <laughs> let me let me start to get paid for this so I can pay my rent for Christ's sakes. But as far as getting to a place in your life where you're so disconnected from what's the reality. There were just so many things that he was wrong about in terms of just factual shit. And I was like, oh, and there were so many places where I think he could have built a, a lovely bridge and and compared uh, made comparisons that brought folks together. And instead, I think that a lot of division was uh, and it was confusing as well. It was confusing because he'd say like, oh, I love I love you or I love these folks or I love, and then he'd like throw out something that wasn't very loving. And so you're like, oh my God. And I think a lot of us, my very brilliant friend, Greg Wallach, uh, and I were talking about it and he is a director and a wonderful mind. And he said, you know, I just think he, he could have been more thoughtful about it and it would have, and his point would have gotten over uh, clearer, I think. He would have made. And I said, yeah, he's from a family of educators. What the fuck happened, man? Let's go watch Killing, Killing Them Softly again and all just laugh again and, and remember why. We... And too much money, too much money. We need to have, they're, they're paying comedians too much money right now. It's just insane. It doesn't, we're paying entertainers too much money. Let's give it a little to the smaller people, please. I mean, hello. You know, so that that thing, I know. All right, so I do ask every week to please send in any kind of topics or stories that you'd like for me to talk about, and that was one of them. Uh, but another one, more personal, is uh, I'd like to say thank you to Sani. Sani F. Uh, wrote in and asked me to explain a little bit of, oh, I have a few minutes. Look at I went out of frame. Here, you can see some cats. <laughs> she asked me to explain a little bit about 
my heroin, my past use of heroin, because I do, with a lot of my subjects here, I kind of, and with a lot of personal subjects, I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of like flip by them. I go, oh yeah, heroin, I did it, whatever. And, um, oh, abortions, I've had them, (laughs) you know, and I don't mind going in and telling uh, what had happened was, you know what I mean? I, I like, I like telling the stories, especially if they help other people, you know, find some peace in whatever they're going through. That's really the only reason I do this, y'all. I mean, a lot of people could say, you do it because you just want to hear the sound of your own voice. You think you're a guru. And I would say, no, no, no. I actually am very, uh, it helps me get through my days, my weeks to, to get the feedback and, um, love and support and to know that I'm helping as well. So how did I get into heroin? Oh my gosh. Thanks for asking guys or Sonny. I, hey, Steve. Hey, Jess. Um, a shout out to Jess Ree, who's in the chat right now. Please go and check out her amazing photographs. Please buy some merch from her. She's unreal. Another local lady who is doing her shit, hustling her crafts. Hey, ow. And I am very grateful to call her a friend. What up, Jess? Tokaya. That's my name, Twin. Anyways, so let's continue with the heroin talk. All right. So um, as you know, very, very traumatic childhood, very, very uh, abused and abandoned. Uh, When I first went to therapy and my therapist, after we had met for a, a couple few weeks, she looked at me and she said, my goodness, you have a garden variety of traumas. And I looked at her and said, Oh, yeah, is that good? And she goes, no. (laughs) Get to the story. Thanks, Baron. I need you as my producer. So anyway, the traumas and the all the childhood. So I get to New York. I'm partying when I'm first there. I haven't even been there six months. I'm partying in the Lower East Side with a girlfriend of mine. She has a couple of her friends come over, a couple of guys. Very handsome young Irishman. (laughs) happens to be there and they don't call him I forget what the fuck his name was he had a nickname and I forget what it was but it was something kind of sexy and I thought oh who's this guy and then he gave me uh, a bump of heroin and said uh oh you're really gonna like this you seem like the type that would really like this I think you're really gonna like this and I was like oh why why do I seem like the type and he goes well you like to smoke weed and I said yeah I do I do like to smoke weed and she said uh and he's excuse me and he said um yeah I think you're really gonna like this here have a have just a small bump and I was like, okay. And at the time, and I know we're all uh, susceptible to this. If you think someone is cute or <coughs> pretty, you might go and do something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For instance, I did go on a couple of drive-bys in Los Angeles because I thought Spider was cute. any rate, I, I take the bump. I immediately vomit into the, into the corner. Oh yeah, it's a great high. And then all of a sudden I lose all feeling. And I mean all feelings. And for me, I I was I was down with that. I was down with that feeling of no feelings and a complete darkness. 
I wasn't funny anymore. I wasn't smiling anymore. I was just totally and completely numb. And I remember after I puked, my eyes were really small and my pupils were pinned. And another guy came to the apartment and he looked at me and he didn't know that I had just done heroin and puked in the corner. And he looked because everybody was so nice to help me and they cleaned up. He looked at me and he said, uh, damn, you have like the most beautiful eyes. And I thought, well, I guess the heroin makes me look really pretty, you know? It doesn't. P.S. It doesn't. Um, so the guy, the Irishman, became my boyfriend, uh, Patrick. And he was a stick-up kid. And I don't know if you know what that means, but for those of you who don't know what that means, it means that he would go around New York City with a gun and he would stick people up and rob them. And we would take that money and go and get heroin. And if he wasn't around, because, you know, oh, drug addicts, they're so unreliable. He would often just dip out and ghost for a few days and I wouldn't know where he was. But I didn't have a gun and I wasn't robbing people. But what I would do is I would go and get heroin for people who were scared to go down to the lower, the extra Lower East Side. Like I lived in the East Village just on the edge of the Lower East Side in the 90s. Whoa, scary. And I, um, ah, what had happened? Uh-oh. <laughs> technical get off me there's somebody that's like uh, okay so um I uh I would go and get heroin for people who were scared and and that meant that a lot of a lot of people were into dope in the 90s uh heroin aka dope and and I would go and get it for them and I would wear earrings that were similar to this but they said love on the inside and so when I would get into the Lower East Side and Lower East Side was not like it is now now it's like oh my god Lower East Side it's like trendy it's like on trend like emotional support animals everywhere and um but when I was going down there, there were it, all the buildings were abandoned. Uh, I would go into buildings that were just broken. There was broken doors, and like you know, people would tell me, um, "You shouldn't go south of Houston." And I'm like, "I am so south of Houston, and I'm so east of Allen." And if you know Houston and Allen Street, run in the '90s. So uh, I used to say, "Love my earrings." So all the boys got to know me because I was down there a lot because heroin. Don't do heroin, kids. But I was, I loved it because numb, 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 numb. And uh, so they would be like, hey, love, what's up, love? Hey, love. And so I would go down there. Now, then uh, my uh, boyfriend, then Patrick got uh, locked up. He got arrested. And so he got locked up and he was in Rikers Island. And <laughs> Ooh, my affirmation is ready. Uh, he's in Rikers Island at this uh, point. And I, w of course, I'm going to visit him, but I'm still doing heroin. And now I've got, you know, clients of people that are, that are giving me money and giving me a bag to go and get them. And I won't name drop, but a couple of you out there know who I'm talking about. It's like director and actors and all these people. I mean, it was a very hip, uh, 
I hate to say that heroin was hip. Um, but ooh, is that a good title? Hip heroin? When heroin was hip? I feel like when heroin was hip. When eight? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so I did that. And then I tried to even get on stage. I tried to even do a little bit of comedy. And I went... <laughs> I shouldn't lie. It was horrifying. I was, I was, it, uh, you know, it's a very scratchy drug. You get real itchy. You get real scratchy. You're itching and you're scratching. And it's just not fucking attractive. But I, uh, I tried to do comedy when I was high. And not only did I bomb terribly, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't laugh either. I mean, that was like one of the things I remember saying. And then I went and sat in the back which I should have just left. What was I even doing? I believe it was at the Boston Comedy Club. So for those of you who know, you know. Sitting in the back of the Boston Comedy Club and a guy comes up, another comic who is the host, and he just starts yelling at me. And he's like, you fucking wasting our time. You're wasting your own time. What the fuck? You fucking junkie coming in here. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> junkie. Um, yeah, as Baron and Jess both mentioned in the chat, Houston and Allen and the Lower East Side is like, it's as if the Upper East Side moved to the Lower East Side and took over. It's very hipster. It's very like glass buildings and, you know, $14 cocktails. Like, suck my dick. You know, I remember when uh, I was working at a theater called Surf Reality, shout out to Surf, and there was a bordello that was downstairs a for real for real hookers for rent bordello below us and people used to buzz the buzzer how much for the girls and we're like no it's a theater tonight <laughs> we're doing some theater so come to the theater if you would like anyway uh in order to get uh, off the heroin sani and and folks i was well, first I was evicted from my apartment because that's what happens with heroin. You can't do heroin well. I mean, maybe if you're William Burroughs, you know what I mean? Like there's one guy that, but that's it. Uh, so I was evicted. Um, but before I got kicked out into the streets, guess guess who came up with a plan? I got a grower. Now I can talk about it because it's years later. But I got a weed grower to take over the lease, pay all the back rent, and fucking get in there and grow their weed. And that be a grow room instead of, you know, an apartment. But nobody knew. As long as you paid the fucking rent, nobody fucking cared, you know? So it was a killer deal. Of course, I still didn't have anywhere to live. So, But I wasn't, like, wanted or on, like, some list of, you know, you owe us all these thousands of dollars. So now I'm... Uh, now I'm just going around New York City like, hi, can I stay Can I stay on your couch? And I had a frog that I kept in a, a terrarium. So it was like me and my frog. Hey, can me and my frog sleep on your couch? Can me and my frog sleep on your floor? And, you know, I'm still doing dope, and it's not a good scene. And I, um, I feel bad uh, for being at people's houses. You know, you feel a lot of shame, and with that drug especially, but also just shame from childhood, shame from where I came from and never d dealing with it and just – putting more drugs to try to cover and um, just so uh, upset. So I needed a job t terribly. And I and I had been working for a weed delivery service um, on my roller skates. I was making deliveries on my roller skates. And uh, it was an okay job, but um, I needed something more legit and something where I didn't have to be uh, roller skating all the time. 
So, and also, oh, Giuliani was coming to town and New York was starting to get very different and they were like batter ramming down the weed fucking people. And I'm like, I don't really, I've survived all the heroin shit and I'm still popping down the Lower East Side. Let me keep surviving this shit. I'm going to move away from the weed. So I moved away from the weed dealers and I went to the comedy store, or um, excuse me, that's in Los Angeles, the comic strip in New York City on the Upper East Side was hiring waitresses. And I've always loved comedy. Remember I did an open mic when I was on heroin. <laughs> I was like, I don't do comedy. Um, so I'm at the comic strip and long story short, a comic there named Rick Shapiro, who's absolutely a mad as a hatter who I adore, uh, saw me. And yes, he wanted to fuck, but he also saw something in me. He saw not just a good poussoir, but he saw some creativity. He saw some character. He saw some shit. And he always egged me on to, to do like characters to him and stuff. And it came very naturally because that was my survival. Humor had always been my survival my whole life. So I was like, oh, you better suck it, sucker. You should fucking fuck it, fucker. And he was like, I like you. You're, you're funny. You're a comedian. And he kept saying, you're a comedian. And I hadn't heard that since I was a teenager when I hung out with the Cholos. And the Cholos used to say to me, damn, stupid. You should fucking be a comedian, Esa. You're fucking dumb, eh? You're fucking stupid, Esa. You should be a comedian. And I took it as an insult from them. And I was always like, Lupe, no. I'm a gang member. Hello? Do you not see me here with the PCP and hanging out in the barbecue? Anyhow. So I started uh, listening to Rick Shapiro and he started to bring me to meetings. That's right. Narcotics Anonymous meetings. He got me on stage sober. I did one joke on his show in the Lower East Side at Surf Reality. That's right. I got one joke out to a full crowd. The laughter got me way more high than the heroin. The laughter was more pure than the heroin to me. I don't, I don't know how the fuck it was my Jesus moment. You know what I mean? It was my Jesus moment. And I thought to myself, Oh my God, my life, my light. It was like as if something broke open and all of a sudden I was like, Oh fuck, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so Sonny, I hope that was good for you. B, I hope I made it through clearly enough. Uh, everyone else, I do hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Because I went a little over, aren't you lucky? I go a little bit over, and uh, you get extra minutes, 10 extra minutes from Jessica this week. Um, I didn't even get to tell you about the art walk. I guess that'll be next week, huh? Yeah. Anyhow, I... <laughs> I will sign off with this. I am so grateful for you. I am so grateful for this show. I appreciate all the feedback that you give me, the suggestions, everything. I just love you so much. I, I am so glad that we're able to be here for one another. Uh, I have to just say, <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop laughing. Last week with the whole Facebook thing, Facebook's bad. Really? <laughs> you fucking really did, really did we not know this facebook's ruining children i huh really, really? Tell, tell me more <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks, B. Uh, Baron, please call me when you get a moment. Uh, I love you guys so much. Shauna, your package is going out soon, dollface. I can't even wait. Um, anyways, I can't wait till next week. I love you guys so much. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, and if you want to help me out, it would be a blast if you would share this. That would be so killer. Please share with your friends, uh, your like-minded friends. Okay. And remember, uh, lastly, be good to yourselves. Please be gentle with yourselves. Be gentle with each other. Let's just take a moment. Take a breath. Take a fucking second. Feel your feet. Wiggle your toes, baby. Are you doing it? All right. I love you. I'll stop preaching to you. Are you a guru? Because you're very, very, very bossy. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay. Bye. I swear. No, you hang up first. I can't. I love you. Bye. I swear. I'm saying 